House of Sueños by Meme Garcia Episode 4 La Fractura Welcome back to House of Sueños. Rina's banishment hangs in the air como ceniza, y por un momento, the attic está en un silencio en una quietud profunda. What was once covered up is now all out in the open. Every piece of furniture is exposed, every memory has been dumped out and sifted through. We watch as Amelia walks through the house over and over again, each day giving into the darkness a little more. Mom and stepdad go through the motions of their life, but every day they walk a bit further from each other until they're never in the same room at the same time. Finally, after what seems like months, three to be exact, the attic's walls begin to separate, the boards crawling outwards como una araña to reveal an outdoor sitting area where Rena sits at one of the tables. It's visiting hours at the psych ward, and Rena está en el sol. She's traded her suit jacket for a large, ill-fitting hoodie without a drawstring. She's got a copy of Cien Años de Soledad open on her lap. Stepdad walks in. Rina stares at him. He was not who she expected to see. Hey, kiddo. Three months look good on you. Uh, this is usually when you would say hi back. Come on, Rina, you gotta say something. Señor Chucky Cheese, para ti una historia entera. Uh, your mom. See, what of her? Uh, she's stressed. Maybe she should check herself in here. I've been told it does wonders for her estrés. Rina, put your discourse into some frame and just once take me seriously. Dale pues. I'm all ears. Why are you here? Your mother is real bent up over what happened. She's in a most great affliction of spirit and sent me to check in on you. Well, I'm fine. Alive and well, so thank you so much for driving all this way to see yourself out. No, Rina, you're not listening. Your mother misses you, and she wants to see you. It's time you came home. So if it shall please you to make me a wholesome answer, I can make all this better between the two of you. And depending on what the doctors say, we can end all this drama and you can come home. If not, I'll leave you to your book and be on my way. Well, I cannot. What, Rina? Darte una respuesta sana. Estoy loca, don't you know? Let's see what I can do. I can tell you really hate this place. Do crazy people scare you? Cabal, cabal. Men are always so scared of women and their mental health. A ver, a ver, déjame pensar. You need something from me. Lo siento, hablé mal. My mom needs something from me, and she sent her cabana boy to get it, but to the matter. My mom, you say? She... she wants you to come home. You came all this way to light on my face like that? And Amelia is... well, she's not doing well. Really? She's importunate. Indeed, distract. Her mood must needs be pitied. She speaks much of her puppy, says she hears his voice in her mind and beats her heart, spurns enviously at straws, speaks things in doubt that carry but half sense. Her speech is nothing, and I'm worried. 
As her father, I have to take this seriously. To my sick soul, as sin's true nature is, every outburst is like a prologue to some great amiss. And she needs you now more than ever. If you won't do it for me, do it for her. Have you ever played a musical instrument? Like a recorder or something dumb like that? Three months ago, when I got here, I asked for something like it, a pipe of some sort to pass the time. Anything to get away from these endless thoughts. Apparently last year they gave a girl a recorder. She snapped it in half and, well, I'll let you use your imagination. But you know what I'm realizing? Is that I never needed an instrument because all of you have played upon me. You seem to know my stops and now you're trying to pluck out the heart of my mystery and you would sound me from my lowest note to my highest limit. And there is much music. Excellent voice in that little organ, yet after all this, no puedes hacerme hablar. <laughs> Do you think I'm easier to be played upon than a pipe? Amelia made it pretty clear she doesn't need me, and as for mom, well, tell mom if she wants to hear from me. She has to admit to what she did. She has to drag her sorry ass here and face the truth. What do you mean? Ask yourself, gringo. How well do you really know your wife? Rena picks up her copy of her book and stepdad slowly backs away. The attic gently tucks Rena away in her room just as mom starts making her way up the attic stairs. She's carrying a bunch of brand new packing boxes under one arm. Her face is gaunt. The last couple of months have been hard on her. The laughter that once graced her face has disappeared, and her hair is pulled into a tight bun. She drops the boxes in the center of the attic and makes her way to the box labeled Papi Stuff, pulling out a photograph of Rina and Amelia from when they were little. It's molding on the edges and quite frayed. My offense is rank. It smells to heaven. And there is nothing I can do, not anymore. Pray can I not, though I try to. Those empty thoughts slip through my fingers like moonbeams on a dark night. My stronger guilt defeats my strong intent. And like the mother I am, I am bent up and kept secrets and promises I made a lifetime ago. Is that what you said to Poppy? I couldn't say anything. The truth and the lies sit heavy on my tongue, and I can almost see myself through her eyes. These cursed hands are stained thick with her poppy's blood. I used to sit up at night and wonder, is there not rain enough in the sweet heavens to wash them white as snow? My fault is past. What form of prayer can serve my turn? Can I tell the truth and still be loved by my family? In the corrupted currents of this world, a fence's gilded hand may shove by justice, and oft is seen the wicked prize itself buys out the law, but not after death, no. Then there is no shuffling around of lies and truth. There, the action lies. What then? What 
rests. Try what repentance can. What can it not? Yet what can it when one cannot repent? No matter what I do, I lose it all. Mom begins to throw anything she could get her hands on into the boxes she brought up. Precious items break and crack, and she gets more and more aggressive with the artifacts she comes across. Nothing is spared. What was once sacred now shatters into a thousand tiny pieces. Stepdad makes his way up the stairs. Honey, why is a realtor calling about selling the house? What the hell are you doing? I'm packing. Are we moving? Yeah, we are getting the hell out of this house. Why? Starting over. But we live here. Not for long. Okay, just hold on a minute. Can you just... Those are the glasses from the wedding. Lover, I'm going to need you to calm down. I am calm. You're smashing everything in sight. I'm packing. God, I am not equipped for this. I need you to put down the pan and listen. Okay. Speak. I, I don't know where all this is coming from, but whatever it is, you have to get yourself together. This is not good for Amelia. When was the last time you talked to her? I'm worried about her. She looks like a ghost. I thought it was about Rena leaving, but... Look, I know that her speech is nothing, yet the unshaped use of it doth move my mind to certain conclusions. I could feel myself twisting the words up and fitting them to my own thoughts, to her good she were spoken with, for I can feel her strewing dangerous conjectures that surely are not true. Right? Luis left you, right? Luis. Like a cold gust of air, Amelia runs into the attic. The flower crown her mother had sewn into her hair is still there, but now it's dried and withered, and the petals, once vibrant and full of life, have died and matted themselves in her curls. Her dress, once clean and pressed, now is stained with dirt and time. She stands in front of her parents, breathing deep. Where's the beauty's majesty of this house? How now, Amelia? Don't dream. For love until you feel what I feel. Pajarito, what imports this song? I didn't forget about him all at once, you know. It was in little slips and use. It's like, it's like when I was little and we'd leave Abuelita's house and I didn't want to leave, but Rina was tired and when she was tired, we always had to go. We had to make sure she was okay. We always have to make sure Rina is okay for years and years and years and years. Muñeca te amo, but your father and I are in the middle of a discussion and we need you to leave. I haven't been able to come up here today. You're making all this noise breaking all these memories and dreams, moving all these boxes, throwing everything upside down. You didn't even ask if I could come up and say goodbye. He'd want that, at least. Please, Amelia. If this is about Luis, I can't handle... Pray, let them know words of this! But when they ask you what it means, ask them this. Do you know who waits for me here? Do you know whose arms are stretched out to hug me? No digas nada. No les prestes atención. Quédate aquí conmigo. ¿Puedo confiar en ti? Always. How long has she been like this? I hope all will be well. We must be patient. But I cannot choose but weep to think you would lay him into the cold ground. My sister knows of it. I know of it. 
And you do too, don't you? Get her out of here. What? Now. Stepdad takes a few steps toward Amelia, but she runs out, leaping down the stairs, almost like she's flying. <laughs> Good night, ladies. Good night, sweet ladies. Good night. Good night. This is just the poison of deep grief. It springs all from Luis's disappearance. And now... Disappearance? Por Dios. When the sorrows come, they come like giant ocean waves on a dark night. What happened to Luis? Amelia doesn't know what she's talking about. She's divided from herself and her better judgment. She needs help. Ah, and you think you're the man to offer it? It's working for Rena, isn't it? She seems to be... Seems to be? How would you know? We haven't gone to visit her. I visited her at the psych ward. You did what? It's been months. You haven't reached out, so I thought that maybe I could just get the ball I rolling. I told you I don't want to talk to her. Yeah, I know, but I thought... You thought? Why are you always thinking you know what's best? Well, you have to actually parent your kids. You know that, right? You can't just peace out when things get hard. Everything I do is to keep this family safe. Well, from what I've seen the last three months, you have no idea who your kids are. You're distant, you're cold and indifferent, and you don't care about them, and you don't care about me! Is that how you really feel? You're not healthy. This family isn't healthy. Look at you right now. You're saying you're packing, but you're just up here acting crazy and destroying everything in sight. Where did this come from? And who's to say that tomorrow it won't be worse? That you won't start breaking other things? Then leave. Excuse me? God, why stay if everything about us freaks you out? That's not fair. You know what? You're right. None of this is fair, and I'm just too tired to care anymore. I am myself indifferent honest, and at this point, I have nothing left to lose. Sure, I'm distant, I'm crazy, I'm unhealthy, so fine. I'll be the villain in this tale you're weaving about this house, my kids, and me, because no matter what I do, you will accuse me of such things that you'll say I'm unfit to be a mother. And I'm just tired. I'm tired of having to carry Luis's trauma. <gasps> My kids' trauma. All of it. And somehow have enough energy to wake up and make dinner and be merry to you. Has it occurred to you that I am distant, cold, exhausted, because there are more offenses piled at my door than I have rooms to put them in? Imagination to give them shape or time to heal them in? But no, of course not. What should such mothers as I do, crawling between earth and heaven? What happened to Luis? Oh, Luis, Luis, Luis. Answer my question. Or what? Huh? What are you gonna do? You wanna know what happened to Luis? You want to know the secret, ugly truth that no one else knows? Luis is dead. He's been dead for quite a long time. Five years, to be exact. I said he was missing because that was the easiest lie. Did you kill him? What does it matter if I did? That's what they think, isn't it? And you think it too, don't you? I don't. Uh, are you sure about that? 
Go to. I'll have no more on it. You have made me mad. I say we will have no more marriage. It's over. The two of them stand still in what feels like a giant tomb of a house, of a marriage, of a life. And then stepdad walks out, and just like that, mom is alone again. She collapses to the floor, just as the photo from before of Rina and Amelia floats towards her, landing gently by her feet. Mom picks it up sitting on the ground like her eldest daughter did all those months ago, staring at the past and wishing it would right itself. Those that are married already, all but one shall live. The rest shall keep as they are. Mom watches as the wall parts to reveal Rena in her room at the ward. For a moment, they lock eyes across space and time. Rena tries to run at her, But as soon as she takes a few steps away from her bed, she is tugged back and placed on the mattress. They look at each other. It's now the very witching time of night, when churchyards yawn and hell itself breathes out contagion to this world. Now I'm ready for you, Rena. Ready for that truth you so desperately want from me. That's why you sent me here, isn't it? Locked me up. But I'm patient, Mother. I can bide my time. Porque yo puedo beber la sangre caliente. Y hacer cosas tan crueles que el día temblaría de verlas. Is that so? I don't scare you at all. Ay, corazón. Lose not thy nature. Let not ever the soul of Luis enter this firm bosom. Let me arm myself with courage. Hasta que la fría rabia dura. I keep locked up tight. Peters into a sharpness tan infinita que podría cortar vidrio. Let me be cruel, not unnatural. I will speak daggers to her, but use none. En esto sean hipócritas tu lengua y tu alma. My words will strike her. But no matter how, my soul will never break under her sorrow-laden bows. The attic swallows Rena back into the psych ward. Mom stares at the void where she disappeared. Suddenly, Amelia skips in. The darkness pushes Mom to a corner, wrapping her up tightly, even as she struggles to escape. Amelia turns to her mom, gently stroking the side of her face. How do you, pretty lady? Well, gracias a Dios. How did that cuentito go? They say the sparrow was cursed by the king. Escúchame bien, pajarito. Este es el cuentito de dos hermanas. Was cursed by a king to change into a bird. Something like a little tiny sparrow. 
You see, the king came disguised to the sister's house. He came because he had heard that these two sisters were magic, and they had the power to bring people back from the dead. The king, El Rey, he had lost his wife, and he would stop at nothing to get her back. So he traveled miles and miles to find the two sisters, and when he finally found them, he journeyed so far that his face was no longer his face. It was replaced by time and sun and age and dirt and grime. He knocked on the sister's door and they took one look at him and laughed. So he carved his own spell from the very darkness of his soul and cursed the youngest one to wander the earth as a little bird. Within seconds she had taken to the sky and disappeared, leaving everyone behind. It said on the darkest of nights, you can hear a song in her older sister's cry. Don't dream or love until you feel what I feel. Don't dream or love until you feel what I feel. Don't dream or love until... Prove it! Quiero ver tu amor, pues. Tu acción. Or is all I'm going to get is this pathetic whining. Amelia opens up the box labeled Bappy Stuff. And a vast ocean shines through, the light from the water flickering over her tear-stained face. From the salt water, she pulls different objects and places them in an altar around herself. Mom watches from the sidelines, unable to break through the spell woven by the darkness. There's rosemary. That's for remembrance. Pray, love, recuerda. And this, I think it's some pansies. For thoughts. Take this. My favorite color nail polish. I promise it'll never chip. Hmm. A copal you left under my pillow to keep the darkness away. Didn't do much good. Huh? Ah. <laughs> uh. There's Rina's half-empty box of Maud Brojos. My favorite cuentito from when I was little. A piece of starlight I caught last August on the final day of summer. And here's a daisy. I would give you some violets, but that's too fucking symbolic, so I'll just pass. Gently dropping them inside, she climbs up. And suddenly she finds herself standing on the very edge of the box, teetering just above the ocean's surface. Por Dios, we know what we are, but know not what we may be. Amelia takes a step, falling into the deepest part of the ocean. We recognize that stories are a powerful thing, and sometimes these stories don't stop when we want them to end. If House of Sueños brought anything up for you, we encourage you to reach out to the following organizations. 
You are not alone in this. Y te queremos mucho. The Suicide Prevention Text Line at 1-800-273-8255. También hay servicios en español. The Trevor Project at 1-866-488-7386. And the National Alliance on Mental Illness at 1-800-950-NAMI. The cast of House of Sueños features Garo Seller as Rina, Angela Hernandez as Amelia, Catherine Castellanos as Mom, Andrew McGinn as Stepdad, with Armando Duran as the ghost of Papi, and me, Sophie Franco, as the voice of the attic. House of Sueños is an original play conceived and written by Meme Garcia, with dramaturgical support and direction by Wiley Basho Gorn. Sound design and editing by Megan Roach, with assistance from Ezra Anisman. Original music by Kobe Gray, and stage managed by Jocelyn Fowler. This production of House of Sueños is produced by Seattle Shakespeare Company and made possible by the support of Four Culture and the King County Tourism Board. If you enjoyed this production and would like to learn more or can support us with a donation, please visit seattleshakespeare.org. We acknowledge that we gather on lands taken from the Duwamish, Stillawamish, Muckleshoot, Suquamish, and all Coast Salish people, and we pay respect to them as this region's original storytellers. With this statement, we take a first step toward reconciliation, and we invite you to join us in repairing each of our relationships with this land and its people. Special thanks to William Shakespeare, Actors' Equity, SAG-AFTRA, the OSF Writers Group 2020, Lisa Tejero, Lucy Wells, William Thomas Hodgson, Cindy Johnson, Luis Garcia, Octavio Solis, Rosa Josie, Seattle University, and 18th and Union, an art space. <laughs>